the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we got Kevin Charles here today and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If uh, if you have any questions, uh, Kevin, how can people reach us at? We'd love for you to be a part of the show today. Just call us at 713-339-1070. Again, 713-339-1070. Love to hear from you. The, what, uh, the Max Out Savings Show is a show about savings and investments. It, and our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And that's the key to building up wealth. So we're going to be talking about that in the show today. We're going to be talking about uh, what's ha- look. Uh, the market was down over 500 points this week again. What's going on? We've, we've been talking a lot about that this week. Uh, we've been talking about that for months now. Uh, we're going to talk some more about what's happening in the world today. The world is rapidly changing, and you better have a defensive plan in place. And hopefully, you've been listening to us for the last uh, six, nine months, year, or year and a half or more, really, where we've been very negative in. Uh, we're going to be explaining what's going to be happening next. We're also going to be talking about uh, how to protect your inheritance. Uh, one in three people lose their inheritance and some things on that later in the show. But uh, And this is a live show, so you can always call us with questions or comments. This isn't some infomercial. We're here in Houston, Texas, and we and the show is – I put the show on to help you save money to build up wealth and, 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 and work with your retirement. So uh, – we're here for questions, as always, uh, on the Max Out Savings Show. The I wanted to start the show really talking a little bit about, uh, uh, well, Barack Obama was in uh, Alaska this week, uh, touring Alaska, looked at a glacier that evidently went back some and melted a little bit uh, in, uh, with climate change. And evidently, the United States is destroying the planet, according to Barack Obama right. and his liberal friends. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, just us, nobody else. Just, just us, us, nobody else. <laughs> and and I really, you know, so while while Barack Obama was touring around with his little selfie camera, taking pictures of himself, uh, the Chinese were were sitting over there spewing out pollution and air pollution. Uh, to understand, uh, the skies were blue in China this week, uh, just like Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. in Beijing. Mm-hmm. And the reason why on Friday was the because they shut down all the factories for two days, and they they did they limited cars and automobiles so they could actually so the the people in Beijing could actually see a blue sky. That's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. Those were the facts. Mm-hmm. Chinese air pollution is is so bad that they they can see it from outer space. 
Chinese air pollution is so bad that it affects the the air in California and Los Angeles. This is what the research says. This isn't what we're making up. Uh, and and yet somehow the United States is the big villain destroying the planet. If anybody went to China, China isn't China's rivers are absolute sewers. I've been there. I've seen it. I've been to Tianjin, Tianjin where the place blew up. I've been to Shanghai. I've been to Beijing. I've seen it. We looked around. We we specifically looked at it to see what was there. And now I come across a story in the Financial Times. Pollution in China on soil pollution. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, look, we had our pollution problems in the United States. Everybody remembers Love Canal. Mm-hmm. And it was it was 300, that was probably 300 acres, 350 acres. Uh, the, uh, maybe a little more than that, but about 350 acres. Understand in, in China, the, the pollution is so bad that they've limited farming on 8 million acres of farmland. That's numerous king ranches inside because the seven uh, percent of all the farmland is in China is polluted by cadmium. Three percent, four percent of four point eight percent of it by nickel. One point six, well, mercury and lead pollute over about one and a half percent of all the farmland in China. Keep in mind and remember this when you're eating all those tasty uh, products of uh, farm shrimp and everything else from China. Uh, and, and, and so the, re- the reason I want you to understand that is, is the amount of pollution in China is catastrophic, and its effect on the world has been catastrophic. And it's time we point the finger at China and tell them to clean up their act and quit beating ourselves like uh, like some type of uh, Hindu religious ritual, uh, uh, you know, uh, just about how bad we are when the real problem is over in China. And so understand it. Uh, it and I personally, I think when the Republican candidates are talking about about global uh, climate change, we should be going, yes, there's a problem, and we should be pointing the finger at China and Asia. And the the, the environmental damage d- being done around the world is catastrophic. Make no mistake about it. It's catastrophic. It's affecting the planet. And go take a look at Google Maps and look around the world and then look at the United States. You'll see clear skies. You'll see clean rivers. You'll see clean oceans. You'll see very little pollution. And so uh, understand that and understand that the Chinese have shrewdly manipulated Al Gore and the Democratic Party into limiting CO2 because that's the way they can get at us and weaken us. And it's time for this stuff to stop. But I was going to say that this is just system a symptom symptomatic of what all's going on financially as well in that country. You know, it's it's not a healthy place. Yeah, no, and that, and that's that's the problem we're running into here is 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 that the it, China China has major problems over there. This this whole economic crisis. Look, we wrote about this in our max out savings report. Uh, we've written about pollution in the past. We've wrote about the problems in China extensively. At the beginning of the year on the Max Out Savings Report, we wrote about, which we send out to our listeners in the Max Out Savings Show, we, we wrote about to our outlook for 2015. Is We said that there was going to be currency crisis and there was going to be problems coming up because the the commodity deflation and there was going to be a currency war breaking out. And, and that's what's happened. And, and, and when this market really started going down has been – has been when when the Chinese devalued their currencies uh, uh, three or four weeks ago, and since then the stock markets have not been the same. 
and, and what we're really thinking is happening out there is is China is starting to slow down. It, this is what you need to understand about China is a lot of the media and particularly corporate America are is afraid of China. If they do be, if they say anything negative about China, they won't get into China. So when you're listening to corporate executive, he's not going to tell you the truth because if he sits there and tells you what he really thinks of China, his company won't get won't won't get to do any business with China. It's as simple as that. These people will tell you that privately, and it's not they're dishonest. It's it's just that's the way the China. And it's about time that people stand up to China. Here, China is engaging in massive cyber attacks on the United States, breaking into the White House. China has secured has secured the personnel list and the security clearances in the background checks on our most sensitive people in the United States engaged in industrial espionage on a world-class scale unseen in 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 the history of the world I know of you know the only the only other time you see this type of industrial espionage I will tell you you go back to Roman times when Rome invaded Carthage and and stripped out their industrial capacity and took it back to Rome or when when uh, when Germany moved into invaded countries during World War II, they took their industrial plant back to back to back to their country, back to Germany. It's the same thing. But China was very shrewd. They they didn't pack up equipment and haul it back. What they did is they broke into computers all across the United States and, and did the same thing. They systematically looted United States industrial capacity through intellectual property theft. And make no mistake about it, that's what they've done. China is clearly a major problem. Now, let's take a look at China. Most people will tell you that China is uh, growing at 10%. Kevin, that's what you... That's, that's what you now, would hear, yeah. Yeah, now, well, now it's 7 now, Yeah, then they say now it's 7%. Let me ask you something. Okay, according to... Uh, to some numbers I've seen is the, and I'm not going to use any names here because I don't mm-hmm. want to get anyone in trouble. Uh, uh, the per capita residential square footage is now almost second to the United States in China. I'm going to repeat that. Residential uh, square footage in China is almost what it is the United States. Yeah. Okay, so you say, well, Ted, what's the problem with that? That means they're doing well. Okay. Why don't we go around, think of the house you live in, and think of the most houses people live in in the United States. And if you've ever been to China and you've seen the little bitty houses, the, the average house that, that the average American lives in the United States is a palace in mm-hmm. size compared to China. Right. And, and the reason this is is, is that, uh, that, that your, your industri- that your, uh, what you're doing is, is you're looking at the square footage in in the square footage is it it's it's the the square footage on it is let me see i've lost my train of thought here you're you're talking about the chinese houses are almost the same in square foot yeah yeah size as the us houses yeah no the average square foot per ch- per, person, per person per capita okay okay and what this tells us is is a couple things is is that, that there's massive overbuilding. Now, you could say the Chinese families are a little smaller, but, but it tells you that there's massive amounts of overbuilding in China. It, it, and so, and the second thing is, is that industrial capacity in China is at 50% approximately. Now, 
there's never been a time in history when industrial capacity in the country was at 50 percent and, and, and they were had a massive overbuilding of real estate like China has in the country not going to recession. It's it, it's unheard of in history. And so what we think is China is dramatically slowing down. And we think that China is is going to is going to eventually cut their their currencies about 20 percent. Why this affects you and why you need to understand this is as they cut the currencies, this is going to export deflation and set off a currency war. At the same time, China is trying to hold their currencies up, but the problems are getting worse and worse, so they're forced to liquidate reserves. This is and this is the key point for all the, the big story on China. Is the the key point is China starting to push up interest rates around the world worldwide because they're having to liquidate their currency reserves, and they're not as big as people think. Because they need it, they have three point five trillion dollars in currency reserves. They need at least three point six trillion, according to the International Monetary Fund, to effectively be a major currency. So they only have nine hundred billion to work with. We think they've spent two hundred billion in the last month trying to support their currencies, and so this, which means they're selling treasuries, and, and so what you have is you have a currency crisis. You have a major uh, a country res- that that's responsible for 40% of the worldwide growth in the last five years is starting to slow down. And, and they're exporting deflation. They're pushing up bond prices. And, and, and ec- their exports are collapsing and their imports are collapsing, which means you're looking at a global slowdown. And this is affecting the market. This is also causing a de facto tightening of money supplies worldwide. And this is why the market's continuing to sell down. And this is why you have to be very cautious with you, with with your assets. And this is why we've been talking about this for a number of months, explaining to you what was happening in the world, the currency crisis, the slowdown globally, and how it was important for you to protect your assets, protect your 401k plan. You work all your life for your money and save it up for retirement. And, and rather than sit there and put it with someone that's just going to put it into a into a bunch of index funds and ride out the waves, so to speak, that sounds real good until the market goes down 57% like it did in 2008 and nine, and you just went off the, the, the Niagara waterfalls. It, it, and so it's important to have that plan in place. And, and this is this this thing has been playing out for a number of months. This is one of the reasons why oil prices have been collapsing. And, 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 uh, and we've been talking about this for months. We wrote about it last year in the Max Out Savings Report about what you could see happen in here and why to, to be cautious in the oil sector. We were out of a lot of our most of our clients uh, were out of the oil stocks uh, earlier in the year. We talked about it. We reduced we reduced the, the, the holdings in that sector. And, and so for people to come on, you know, in, in the last week or so to say to sell, well, they've already missed a massive decline in the oil sector and other parts of the market. So you have to understand globally what's happening. You have to have your defensive plan in place. And so if you need some help, you can sign up for the Max Out Savings Report. How can they do that? Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Spell it out on your computer. There's an easy form to fill out there once you get to the website that you can get that uh, the Max Out Savings Report. You can also sign up there to have a, a one-on-one with Ted in his office sometime to maybe go over exactly where your investments lie right now and maybe some things that you might want to think about adjusting. Uh, that's what it's all about. You could also call the show today, 713-339-1070. If you've got a question maybe about the markets, which took a big dive again this week, about oil. Oil stocks are down, as you just mentioned. There's a lot of that going on. That's what we're going to be talking about coming up next here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. 
The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments about that, about your 401k plan, uh, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, you know, what, what, a couple things I, I wanted to sit there and, and go over in here. And, and really one of them was, was what's going on with the uh, – you know, with with commodity prices, and and, and really, where what what has gone on? You're like Ted. Look, I don't care about commodity prices. I'm in the stock and bond market. I get that. But here's what you have to understand: is is that the commodity prices have have been one of the big drivers going forward. And so, what we've seen is is a uh, let me see here. Hold on, just a second. I'm going to pull something up here. There we go. Uh, Commodity prices have been the big driver in this market. And understand, commodity prices right now are at at where they were back in 2000. They're underneath levels of 2009. And, and, so, and, and, and so 2009, we were dealing with a financial panic that the, that, 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 uh, that the financial system was literally very close to collapse. I mean, it, and if you talk to, to anyone, they, they will tell you that. And, and I think we stabilized our financial markets bet much better since then, but that caused commodity prices to plunge. Commodity prices right now are underneath where they were. They are lower than they were in 2009. So something is clearly going on here. And, and so the idea is, is that, uh, the the idea that that you're sitting there and make it, that 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 this economy's rolling along there's no problems and you have commodity prices at this level is is just completely uh not true i mean clearly that we have some type of problem it, it, and one of the problems they're running into i think is is a couple things have happened the federal reserve has flooded the world and all the central bankers with money that resulted in two things that resulted in when the commodity prices collapsed they came back pretty quickly well companies kept spending money on commodity expansion because they could get cheap money remember your economics 101 if 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 you can have infinite amounts of if you can keep building supply on the market and you can keep lowering your cost and keep adding cheaper and cheaper supply, the supply keeps coming out until you get a clearing. Now that clearing of, of between the supply and demand, that might take several years, but in the interim, all these markets came back and, and, and the marginal production never went off because there was so much cash out there and they were able to refinance and the production stayed on the market. At the same time, China kept growing and China as we've talked, listeners of, the, of this show know that China took their debt levels from eight trillion up to uh, twenty twenty eight uh, twenty six trillion dollars. They 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 leveraged up seventeen trillion dollars worth of additional debt trying to keep the economy rolling in China. Now you say, Ted, that sounds like a lot of money. Yes, it does. And let me tell you how much money it is. It's equal to the to, to the total money of the of of the lending in the United States and Japanese banking system. So these guys have gone all in trying to support their economy. Well, what does that have to do with commodity prices? Uh, because, Ted, uh, China's economy is only 13% of, of the world's economy, and it's only 20% of the population. What's the problem here? Well, I will tell you. The, 
if you look at the prices for the, the usage of commodities, uh, concrete, they use 60% of, of, of the concrete, 40, 54% of the aluminum, 50% of the nickel, 46% of the steel, 23% of gold they've, they've, they've purchased, 48% of copper, 49% of the world's coal u- usage is picked up by China. And uh, interesting, uh, and actually 30% of the rice, 22% of the corn. So they are the driver for commodities in the world. Interestingly, only 12% of the oil production uh, is used. And so what you're seeing is is China is suddenly slowing down. And, and, and by the way, listeners to this show know we've been talking about this for several years. We've been talking about the massive amounts of, of, of commodities. Well, now used by China in, in, in their their economy is growing at about 54%. It's about 50%, 46% of, of, of the GDP of China is investment. So you said, Ted, what's the problem with that? That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, I, this is off the top of my head, but the number's about 16%, give or take a couple percent in the United States. So they're clearly over-investing. No country in the world's gone long-term using that type of investment and grown. It's not possible. So commodity, China's growth is now dramatically slowing. Electricity usage is slowing. Rail car usage is slowing. And so what's happening is commodity prices are starting to come down. You say, hey, this is great. Commodity prices are coming down. Um, I, I, this is a good deal. The problem is, is Brazil is a huge commodity exporter. Australia is a huge commodity exporter. Texas is a huge commodity exporter with oil. Mexico is a huge commodity exporter. Africa is a huge commodity exporter. Russia is a huge commodity exporter. And we could go right down the list. So a huge chunk of the world's economies is now slowing dramatically due to the falling commodity prices across the board. This is causing a global slowdown. Okay, and, and this, and what this is doing is it's destabilizing the the world's financial system to some extent and this is why the stock market the stock market has gone up this year in in face of this of this massive drop in commodity prices uh in unlike 2009 arc this commodity price drop uh if you look at the Goldman Sachs uh commodity index uh the IPAP uh shares we use it's been going on since July of last year when the dollar started going up so what's happening is and this is very complicated and just stick with me what's happening is the dollar started going up last year it st- it was too cheap it started rallying up and once it started rallying up uh the commodity prices started falling at the same time china's economy started to implode and commodity prices continue to fall now this global slowdown is working through the, the through the world our stock market has held up pretty well up until about 3 weeks ago when it suddenly broke the 50 the 100 to 200 day moving averages the dow theory kicked off and it, and, and it really started starting to come apart. Now's when you have to have your defensive plan in place and understand that you better be very cautious in these markets because the world has completely changed over the last year. So natural question then, what is that defensive plan that you, that, that Max Out Savings would suggest? Then? Well, what, we, what we've been saying is, is is that you have to sit there and have a plan to be in in place. You've right. got to have a defensive plan in place, mm. which which means you have to be in assets that are going to move somewhat counter-cyclically to the market. You have to be in cash or stable demand or something that's not going to go down. When you make really big money in markets, is in, is is you you start laying in the in the in the investments in in the bear market. That's when the big money is made. When the top, you know, the 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 uh, 
years ago, the partners at one of the firms I work with, the comment was, you, you, you make money in the darkness. You, you, know, you don't make money in the light. When everybody's buying the tech stocks, that's when you want to walk away. When, when everybody is, is buying the, uh, you know, right now, the biotechs probably is when you want to start scaling back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wants the commodities, but, but you have to have right now. You, we're starting to look at those. We're not in there yet. We're in a couple, but not much. Uh, but so for our clients, we have very high levels of cash, defensive positions, short-term bonds, th- things that are going to move against the market, aren't going to go down. Because what we want to do is we want to have the cash available when the market has the big sell-off. Where, where we're different from other people is is we don't use some magical sell signal that tells us when to get in and out of the market. Because I've never seen one of those work over the long term. And, I mean, it's just not there. But but. And, and, and the second reason we do, we have been cautious all year since before the beginning of the year when we saw oil prices starting to fall. We've been telling people, back away from the market, get cautious, higher levels of cash. I, don't, I can't tell you how many of our newsletters we, 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 we wrote about. Now's the time for the return of, of your money, not the return on your money. Now's the time to go to cash. And so we, we're very well positioned for this thing, which is what you should be. And, and the reason we don't go all cash, because typically when in crisis hits, we want to be in there buying and getting the, the, the opportunities of a lifetime. And that, that's one of the reasons why that, 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 that we use this, this technique. I want to remind you, if you want to be a part of the show today, 713-339-1070 is the number to call. And if you want to get some of this information in your own email, you can just subscribe to the Max Out Savings Report, and you go to the website again, maxoutsavings.com, in order to sign up for that free report that will show up in your email and give you all sorts of inside information, so to speak. <laughs> it will help you out in, uh, in, if nothing else, it has helped me out in educating me as to what some of these terms are that I've heard for years in the investment world and the business world that I wasn't familiar with, and it has helped me out in a whole now, lot of ways. And that's one. Look, we talk about very complex issues right. in this show. Okay? Right. It really we we go over a lot of people's head. in the newsletter. We try to break down very complex issues to, right. to simple to help people. And we've had top strategists at Wall Street firms I've found have been on our, our newsletter list. So we got some very sophisticated people on our list. But at the same time, we try to take things and make them simple so you can understand them out there. And that's a good thing. <laughs> and, 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 and this has been one of the things that's been a little harder. You know, and, and this is stuff is so complicated, you have to try to break it down. In, in, in the newsletter, we try to really simplify it for you there. Now, we've got a call coming in from, from Brian. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? Good. Um, so I'm wondering, you keep referring to cash, keep it in cash, being cash. What what does that mean? Where, where does that go? I know you're not talking about, you know, a coffee can in the in the kitchen cupboard. Uh, you know, what? where can you put cash where it's safe, that it doesn't just sit there, has some growth? What, what are some of the examples of how I can, if I'm going to, if I'm going to liquidate the stocks, where do I put the money to stay in cash? What, what yeah, I mean, that's a good question. What we're talking about typically for cash is we need the money market fund. Uh-huh. And we mean, uh, and if you're really paranoid or worried, then you probably the, tre- the treasury money market fund or the municipal money fund. Those are the two safest. And then the regular money fund is pretty safe anyway. But uh, we're talking about short-term bonds. Get two or three years or less, uh, t- typically even shorter than that. High quality, we, that means no junk bonds. We want higher quality bonds. Uh, we we, we want to be in short-term treasury bills, uh, treasury ETFs, those type of things that are just very, very uh, – that that if, if, if things – if you get a big sell-off in the market – 
a mini crash or something where I think we're going to get some type of substantial sell-off coming up in here. It's not over yet. Those things aren't going to go down in value. Then you can pull your money out from the proverbial mattress in your 401k plan, the money market fund or stable demand fund, when it goes plunging down, and you can make the good buys. And that's really what we're after. So, yeah, so understand if if it's a short-term bond fund, it's a good place to be. If it's a junk bond fund, oftentimes junk bonds, we've had a really good run of very low interest rates, and a lot of companies are over-indebted. And and so... yeah. What kind of return do you get on the, I mean, is, is it, is it? Well, that, that, that's the rub. Look, when I started in this business, uh, you know, over 25 years ago, we would sit there and park in the money funds and get five or six, 7%. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty easy deal. Right now you're getting close to zero. The Federal Reserve has set interest rates. Uh, the Fed funds are, I think, 0. 0.005, something like that. This, the Fed funds are at the lowest rate in history of the United States in, uh, and and, and 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 so you're going to get almost nothing on it. This way, way CDs pay virtually nothing. But what you're doing is is you're looking for something that's not going to go down in value. Remember, in 2009, the S&P 500 went down 57 percent. That was pretty brutal during that decline from 2008 to 2009. And uh, so if you know if you're in in something that doesn't go down at all, that's looking like a like a, you know a, a complete home run. Great. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And that's what we look well, for our clients. What we typically manage is retirement money. We're people's IRA rollovers. They come to us, they leave the company, they retire, they come to us and we manage it. So we've got to sit there and be cautious. These people work 30 years for their money and we, we can't just throw it away gambling in the stock market. And so what we do is we try to sit there and, and, and really be run very cautious uh, portfolios. What we try to do is we do a lot of risk analysis. We balance out risk and reward a lot. Here's the good news in these markets. I think we're going to be coming to a point pretty soon here where we're going to be able to lay in some really good investments that are going to give our clients very good returns, 4 5 6% in dividends a year where we can sit there and just hang out with things that are going to grow over time collecting big dividends. That's what we're after. We're finally starting to see some of that for the first time in three years. And and, and it's just, it, it's been, you know, a lot of these things people were telling us to buy, you know, because they were paying great dividends of, uh, two two years ago are down 30% or more. And, and now, only now we're starting to see what we think are opportunities because we have to invest for a cycle. Our clients, or some of our clients are with us for over 20, 25 years. And so we've got to invest over the long term. Our clients, when they come to retire with us, they're maybe 60 65 years old, there's a good chance that they could be with us in another 30 years. Hopefully I'll be there. I mean, <laughs> you know, but so we have to manage for the long term and that's right. what we try to do. And, and, and so, uh, but I think the message I want to get now is, is look in the world today, I'm looking at the, at the performance year to date. Uh, the, the uh, number one, uh, cocoa and canola were up 11%. The dollar index was up 4%. The NASDAQ was up a little over 2%. The 10-year was up 2%. The Swiss franc was up 2%. The five-year note was up 1%. And the euro dollar and the two-year treasury were up 0.4%. Okay, that's all the investment categories. And the 30-day Fed funds were up 0.3%. Uh, that's, okay, everything from the British pound, Japanese yen, uh, mid-cap, Russell 2000, S&P 500, treasury bond, uh, Dow Jones, gold, silver, cattle, oil, natural gas, copper, uh, uh, the New Zealand dollar, Mexican peso, 
uh, the Brazilian real, sugar, uh, uh, West Texas crude, soybean oil, lumber, uh, sugar are all down for the year. That's a pretty long list across a tremendous number of asset classes. And what that's telling you is, is so don't believe the happy, the happy talk coming out of, out of the financial media out there in CNBC because they're all trying to tell you how great things are. I just rattled off a list of probably 30 different investments, investment classes that are all down. And, and basically the ones that are up are basically the, if you're in the bunker waiting for something bad to happen, those are going <laughs> up. And this is why we've been telling you to sit there and get caution and understand these markets. And if you, if you need some help, you know, uh, come see us. Uh, you can leave a message on our phone at, uh, at the office at 713-627-0400. Uh, leave a message and I'll, I'll give you a call back or just go to the website. And you can even schedule an appointment. But, but understand these are very difficult times and, and you're going to have to be – you're going to have to manage and navigate through this. And a lot of people don't know how to do it. A lot of people, they can just ride a market up. They don't really understand anything at all how markets work. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, – that's one of that's one of the key things. I think this is going to give us some really good opportunities, but you've got to have your defensive plan in place. Now, you can also call us up at uh, 713-339-1070 if you had a question or comment. That's 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about credit protection in, in uh, uh, IRA rollovers and also going to be talking some about the markets as well. We'll be right back right here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. AM 1070, the answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioca. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Carl did. Carl. You had a question for us. I'm sorry. Yes, Ted. Uh, what I was wondering was from uh, for your uh, clients, you know, your 50, 60, 70-year-old people, uh, like of the investable assets they have with y'all, kind of what percentage do y'all have in stocks, how much in kind of bonds, and then how much in cash You know, th- that's a good question. I think we're getting over 40, close to 40% cash right now. Uh, and some of our stocks, we 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 that we also have uh, some gold stocks in there as well. And in some cases, they're even over. For newer clients, they're a lot more than forty percent cash because we really, over the last year or so, have put very little money to work because we can't find the opportunities. And, and then we try to do forty percent bonds. And in, in, in our bonds are shorter term bonds. And right now, we're in Treasury ETFs. We're in some short term bond funds, and we're in some corporate bonds as well. The medium, short to medium uh, corporates. Uh, typically, they're investment grade. Every once in a while, we'll get a smaller uh, non investment grade bond, but it tends to be something that that's a pretty well known name that, that that we're pretty comfortable with. We we don't really like junk, perfect, which is non investment grade. We're very cautious. And so right now we have very high levels of cash. And uh, yeah, when I say 30%, I think most of the clients really are close. I mean, it's really 40, probably 50% right now. It's it's a lot. Some of the older people are a little bit more invested. And uh, in, in some of the stock we have, uh, we're really trying to get some non-correlated stocks, too, uh, with some of the golds and things to try to even get, get even more defensive. Yeah, the reason I was asking you is because, uh, you know, I'm – even though I've lost like everybody else, I'm, I'm com- somewhat comfortable with my stocks themselves, but the funds I'm owning, uh, 
that that's where I was thinking about. Uh, I'm, I'm probably 55% cash, and I was thinking even selling more of the uh, stuff just based on the Dow and the S&P because I, I think they're probably going down for a while. I, I think that's I think that's a that's a good thought. I mean, look, the, the stuff we're in. I'm even thinking of of lightening up a little bit more because. What you want to do is you want to hold some of the core positions. Remember, if it's a core position, that, that it's a long-term position for you, you want to hold them. The stuff you're not sure of, the stuff you kind of got into because someone thought it was a good idea, the things you're just kind of – if you're nervous about anything in this market, you should be gone from it. Thank you very much. I sure appreciate the information. And, okay. Carl, you are Have a, a perfect – Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Carl's a perfect candidate to come by and say, hi, here's the specifics of his yeah, yeah. of his situation, because it matters what your situation is as to where you go. With yeah, this, exactly. Right? It, and so uh, – but but – and that's one of the, the things here is, is I think right now if you need some help, come in and see us. In mm-hmm. Carl's case, uh, you can sit there and uh, – and and you know uh take the advice we've given and he can kind of work it himself right. uh but it is uh that that's really what you need to do in this market i think if you're not comfortable with something you should be gone this this is increasingly looking like a bear market and, and i don't i don't think it started 2 weeks ago this this is a bear market that's probably started at the beginning of the year, there's been massive amounts of, of distribution hitting the market, which is smart institutions are bailing out. Corporate executives are selling. Uh, you, you're just seeing it all over the place. And, and the, the biggest, the, the only thing that's been holding up this market has been stock buyback programs, a record $650 billion or more, depending on the numbers you see. The record amount of stock buyback programs. Well, now these guys are all underwater in their stock buyback programs, so that's going away. It is difficult. And we're coming into September. People don't realize September is the only month that on average has been down for a a, a 10, 20, and 50-year time frames. The whole month. The whole month. People wow. think it's October, but it's really – really is it, – it's it's September. And so this is something that, that you – that, that you really want to be cautious. And I, I think this isn't a matter of about September. I just think this is a matter of we're going into a bear market. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you better have your guard up. Uh, I wanted to touch base on uh, one in three Americans get an inheritance uh, below it. And it, 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 this was a study done it, that what they did is, is they looked at uh, an economist at Ohio State University, uh, Jay uh, Zakorski. He, he he looked at the data, and, and basically within the first two years, a third of the people lose their inheritance, which is which is is, is a pretty big number, and uh, the and, and even a bigger number that, that's that had negative savings after after two after two years, and so what you want to do with with the your inheritance is you really want to uh, okay uh, what you want to do is is you want to put it away. If you get an inheritance or a big chunk of money or strike oil or whatever, come up with a plan on what to do with the money. Write the plan down. And 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 it might be I'm going to sit there and, and uh, pay off my house. It might be that I'm going to put the money with an investment advisor. I'm going to invest it myself. It might be I'm going to buy Exxon stock or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But come up with a plan to, to invest the money or to to do something with the money if you don't have an advisor find an advisor in 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 and talk to people and come up with someone you're comfortable with and just put the money with them but if you put it in your bank account it's ultimately going to get spent 
you're basically going to go out and do a lot of fun things. Yeah, but that's just it. And one of the things with an inheritance we don't recommend is paying off your credit card debt. Uh, typically, I almost prefer people to pay off their house or put half of it with the house. Because the problem with typic- now, typical people is is they just run the debt back up. Now, if you're coming up on retirement and you want to just eliminate all your payments, it's, people at retirement tend to be a lot more frugal and they can keep off the, de- the credit card debt. But if you're an average person, I'd rather see you pay off the house or purchase a piece of property or invest in the stock market or the, or the bond market or put the money with us than, than to pay off the credit card debt. Because I find these people tend to let that credit card debt creep right back up again. And then you're in the same boat you were in before. So even if you're paying off the house, the taxes and everything like that, you're still better off to have that cash flow? Is that the idea? Yeah. We, then you don't have to pay, pay the house payment. And then it, you, we go, what did you do with Harris? Well, we paid off the house. So you have the house. What would you do with the house? We paid off all the credit card debt. Ten years later, what would you do with the, your inheritance? We paid off our credit card debt. Well, we still we now it's back up to the same place. So what did you came up with? Nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it, now, now, some people that are very disciplined can pay off the credit card debt, but I try to give out advice for the average person on this show, and really at the Max Out Savings Show, we write a lot about this in our Max Out Savings Report type of thing. And I always, I'm a big fan of 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 having the the house paid off uh, at retirement. I, I think that's very important uh, as you come up to retire. It doesn't have to be at retirement. Within three or four years of retirement is fine it, because once you once those payments drop out, it's like having an extra set of mm-hmm. income. So if you've got a fifteen hundred dollar a month house payment, uh, you know if if you sit and look at that, uh, that that's what that's eighteen thousand dollars a year. Let's right. say it's twenty thousand dollars a year. Uh, that that's like having if you if you if you use four percent on that, uh, you know that's like having a uh, about five hundred thousand dollar extra savings for retirement. It, that's a big number. And so remember, you, it doesn't have to be right at it. Now there's advisors out there to say what you should do is 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 don't pay off your house, keep the debt up there, and then take the money out and invest it in the stock market or somewhere else. And that. Uh, you know, and where has that gotten most people now that the market's down 9.5% here, nine point, year to date? And so this is what a lot of people understand. For retirement, you keep it simple. The guys that come into our office with the million, the two, three million dollar uh, uh, savings, they keep it very simple. They simply invested the money. They put away 10, 15% of their paycheck. Every paycheck, they conservatively invested. They saved aggressively, invested conservatively. They didn't do it. They paid off their house. They kept it very simple. The uh, very rarely do I ever cross. Come, uh, the, the, typically, the more complex the plans are, the more likely the more likely that they blow up and don't work. If you if you study what Warren Buffett does, uh, which we have, because uh, we use a lot of his strategies, he 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 does the same thing from uh, from uh, Benjamin Graham that we follow. He's a valued investor. The brilliance of Warren Buffett is the simplicity. Oh, let's buy an insurance company so we don't have to pay any taxes on our investments. Uh, why don't we uh, – let's buy a railroad because they just hit this gigantic oil field up in the Bakken and they have to transport it out by, by rail. We'll make a fortune. Uh, you know, it's let's buy let's buy craft, but we'll get a Brazilian company. We'll go in a joint venture with them because we don't want to be caught firing all these workers because they're going to have to lay off a whole bunch of workers. I mean, everything everything Warren Buffett does is 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 an exercise in simplicity because he knows the more complex anything gets, the more likely it's going to fail. I mean, remember long term credit? The smartest guys in the room. There was, I think, 
every Nobel Prize winners on on their their thing, and it blew up. It was <laughs> complexity in investing will typically blow up. So you, now you want to analyze things thoroughly and look at, but you want to keep your investment strategy simple. So if you're keeping it simple when you're it at that retirement age and you come into an inheritance. You're basically saying a house is still your best investment. It's still the best the way to go. No, no, the, the, the how. Well, uh, ideally, you put the money in your investment account. And you don't touch it for your retirement. You right. fund your retirement first. Right. So let's say you, you get a half a million dollars. Uh, you put away if more money in your savings plan every year, retirement plan to get to reduce your taxes. Uh, then what you do is is you you purchase. You, you put the money with an advisor like us or someone else that can mm-hmm. manage the half a million dollars to grow for your retirement. Or you buy a piece of property or you pay off your house. My point is do something with it. Don't go blow it on automobiles and vacations. Mm-hmm. If you get a half a million dollars, take $25,000, $20,000 out and go on a nice vacation mm-hmm. because you did it. But But stop there and understand. Always have a budget and always understand – where you're going, and so and put together a uh, put together a group of advisors. If you really don't know what you're doing, get a set of advisors you can rely on. People that do this for a living, and and and, and to help you out. Uh, in because that the smart people, that's what they do. The smart people are always asking questions. Uh, you know, I, I got guys that are you know just uh, you know I'm not going to say how much they're worth. That come to be asking questions all the time. It's 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 remarkable, and uh, and, and so. If you're in that situation, put together a good team. And, uh, and by the way, we have a report how to handle sudden wealth. If you need some help, uh, just uh, ask me. Uh, go to maxoutsavings.com. Ask to have that free report, the sudden wealth report sent. We'll get it sent to you. It's free, and you can sign up for the free newsletter. Uh, get, coming at the end of the show, a, a couple things I wanted to go over. I, I Look, I think we're in a bear market. Uh, I, I think you've got a global tightening. The Fed might or might not. I think there's a 50-50 chance they raise interest rates this week. I think they really want to. Uh, you got the, the thing you want to keep an eye on is what's going to happen in China. Uh, and, and really, we're going in this global slowdown. I think we're in a bear market. You have to have the defensive plan on the field. You've got to have a very, very defensive plan in place and understand that because your retirement savings are really at risk in this market. Uh and, and and how you do that is you go through your, your different holdings and decide what's a core position and what you just want to get out of. Right now, I mean, we are as defensive as we have been since 2008. And I want to remind newer listeners, in 2007, we wrote about the financial crisis. We were very defensive and handled it extremely well. We predicted failures of investment banks six, nearly six months before they failed, five to six months before there was a failure. When we wrote about it, people thought we were crazy at the time. We predicted what was going to happen with, with remarkable clarions in 2007, uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that was happening. And I'm seeing a lot of the same things in different forms, particularly in China now. So you've got to be very cautious. So if you need some help, go to the website. There's a couple things you can do. We write a, a lot about how to save money, how to invest it, our, our outlooks, our currency crisis, what's going on in China, all this stuff we write put in the Max Out Savings Report. It's a free report for listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. We've been doing this for 10 years. Uh, we've got a huge following now, and, and we send this out to help people out. Uh, just go to maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help, we're, look. Uh, Max Out Savings Advisors is a Houston-based company. We're here in Houston, and uh, if you need some help, uh, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and, I'll, I'll, and you can sign up for a, uh, a sit-down with me. We'll take a look at how you're set up uh, 
financially, how you're set for retirement. We'll take a look how much risk you really have in your portfolio. We've been seeing a lot of people coming in with a lot more risk than they realized here recently. Uh, so it's a free consultation, and we'll show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets. The The biggest thing about this is that that, uh, that appointment that you make is, is a free setup for the first visit yeah. to go over exactly where you are, what you have now, and figure out what maybe you need to do with it. And even more than just the free visit, it's a free place to park right in front of your building that you come into near the Galleria area that it makes it so convenient and easy to do. This is something that you don't want to just put off and put off and put off. Yeah, it's pretty simple. We'll sit down with you and go over it and, and, and help you out. It's simple to get to. But, yeah, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Right. I'd like to help you out if you need some help. And, and so uh, – it's not something you want to try to do all by yourself, especially if you're like me and you don't know all that much about it. And it, it all sounds like a bunch of alphabet soup sometimes to me. But if I get in touch with you, you can explain it to me. So. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. So if you need some help, go to the website. Look, again, coming up at the end of the show, the market has had another bad week this week. I think things are very tough out there. I think we're entering a bear market here. I think you've got to be exceptionally cautious. Uh, and so just be careful. I will hope everyone has a great holiday uh, for Labor Day. And uh, That means the markets are closed on Monday, right? That's right. That means ooh, what, yes. what uh, will happen know, on well, Tuesday. Well, who knows what will happen on Tuesday. We're prepared, so we're pretty comfortable with whatever happens. But So anyway, have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. And remember the motto of the Max Out Savings Show. It's to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Keep it simple, and you'll become wealthy. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. That yeah. is the key. And by the way, don't let this market volatility slow down your savings plan. If you're really worried, then just have all your new money go into cash or whatever. But do not keep on saving for that retirement. Hope everyone has a great weekend. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca. On AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.